Hey everyone, it's Craig. If you'll forgive a bit of self-indulgence, I just wanted to say a few words before we kick off our 100th episode. Well, two words, mostly. Thank you. It's been two and a half years, uh, 100 episodes, and we've had an absolute ball. Now, we've got a lot of panelists that pop in and out, and I appreciate them all, but I especially want to thank Ken, who's been with us since episode 19, Todd, who's been here since episode 14, and of course, Ryan, who's been the recipient of my bad influence since episode 1. Well, actually, since we were about 13, really. Uh, anyway, yes, it's fun for the panelists. We get together, we hang out, we talk about books in front of the microphones, but that's only part of it. You are actually what has made it truly rewarding. We're just starting to get to know a few of you all over the world, from Minnesota to Malaysia, and I feel like it's just the beginning. So much fun, and so much to look forward to for the next 100 episodes. Now, enjoy episode 100, and fair warning, there's really no subject today except us and you, and Tolkien, and Sanderson. Oh, and welcome to the Legendarium. Hey everybody, welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I am Craig Hanks, and I am awesome. Least stressed out well, right now. Wow. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and we better introduce these guys. Uh, he is uglier than a gnome, but he looks great standing in my garden. It's Ken Johnson. And at least half as tall as a hobbit. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, now, he's a victim of severe self-loathing. Self now, this would be sad except that he totally deserves it. It's Todd Wente. I've deserved it since I was a child. <laughs> and he's as flabby and happy as a seal on holiday. It's my co-host with the co-most for 100 episodes. It's Ryan Bruckman. That's right. Enjoy this little baby fat stuff going on right here. I thought it was as flabby as a hobbit. Well, I mean, I thought we were going to go that direction They're today. stout, not flabby. Oh, oh. Is that specifics now? Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, do you guys want to get Nick Jeter on the line? Heck yeah. We should sure. probably, yeah, we should probably yeah. get him on the line. He should be included. Uh, all right, let's do it. So, here we go. This is scintillating video. I I'm sure that there are people around watch, the world. Watch us dial a phone. Or at least in Sweden who are watching us right now. Hello, Sweden. For those of you that are being tortured with this, we apologize. Now watch, he's not going to answer. He tried to call me, and now he's not going to answer. Oh, oh yeah, I can. What is. the? <laughs> and yet it's still ringing. Why is it still Inception. ringing? Inception. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why is it ringing? <laughs> Hang, I'm hanging up on you. I'm so freaked out right now. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody else call Nick. Who called first? <laughs> Uh, what's on second? Which one of you is the chicken and the egg? <laughs> <laughs> the modern day version of the... Uh, oh, of shoot. the paradox? No, no, I just spaced their name. The Who's on first? Uh, Abbott, Abbott Costello. Costello. Thank you. Yeah, right. So I, I will say while we're sitting here... There we go. Yep. Yes. Jo Jolene doesn't believe me when I say it, that we it, take like the first half mean? hour to get things out of our system. And uh, she thinks she thinks we just get here and we start and we go and I'm wasting time yeah. or something. And Does Jolene understand how this process she, runs? Since she's actually watching, she gets to see this is what actually happens. Yeah, Ken's Ken's only been here for a come on, total Jolene. Of, you uh, live with this man. You know it takes a while to get things started. He's All only, right, he's only been here for 13 minutes. Wait, We've what? got at least 12 more. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I see what you did there. Now that we're up right. and running, we do have Nick Jeter. I I invited anybody who has been uh, on the panel before to come on and and chat with us. And Nick is here. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey. Greetings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the I, quintessential guy <laughs> guy greeting. So, hey, hey, Nick. Hey. 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 Hey, <laughs> hey Nick. I hope you got the uh, donuts. 
didn't. Oh, that oh I'm sorry. Um, and we'll, you don't we'll, get donuts. You've been in France. You don't get donuts. He's been in France? Shut up. He gets big. I'm trying to talk. All right. <laughs> With his noms de plume. All right, we are going to get started. Now, we have Nick with us, uh, legendary panelist Nick, and uh, I, I don't think we'll have any other panelists popping in, but we will hear from a couple of other uh, fans of the show who sent some audio in, so we'll play that a little bit later in the show. But first, we do have some housekeeping to get through. Uh, first of all, we are doing this on Facebook Live concurrently, so if you're listening to this later, I'm sorry, you can actually still go watch the video on our <laughs> Facebook page, and you can watch us uh, not only sound like jerks, but look like jerks. How did we decide to do this? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I'm not thinking <laughs> about that right now. We've got one thumbs up so far. All right. Yes! Was it from one of us, or was it from somebody else? I, no, I, it was from a relative, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't from I'm Nick. I'm looking at you all right now, and you look like jerks. Yeah, that's hey, thanks, thanks Nick. Thanks, appreciate that. It's good to see we're coming in clear. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, and do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first of all, big announcement uh, with our 100th episode, we're starting a new chapter in the Legendarium. That being Patreon. Dun, dun, dun. Patreon is, if you haven't heard of it, a system where you can go to support <laughs> artists. Todd, shut up for a second. You can go to support artists. You can do it one of two ways. We have opted to do it on a per-project basis or a per-episode basis. So if you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Legendarium, you can donate to the Legendarium podcast. And the way it works, usually it's a very small dollar amount. Honestly, I would probably suggest like one to three dollars and uh and if you pledge that amount then every time we release a new episode uh you will donate that amount to the legendarium podcast uh and and so we'll release those just like you're used to but we'll also release them on patreon uh, so that it charges you money ha 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 uh, but it's not only going to charge you money but we are going to do something a little bit different than we've done before which is with the different tiers, there's a $1, $3, and $5 tier system. If you give $1, uh, you're mostly just going to get happy feelings when you listen to the podcast, but you'll also get a little shout-out in our monthly newsletter. If you give $3, you will uh, not only get those things, of course you'll get those things, but you'll also get some exclusive behind-the-scenes audio. So usually when we're in here, before we start and after we end, the microphones are still going. And we have just bizarre discussions about really anything we want. And I'm thinking I'm going to put that uh, that audio online for people to listen to should they so desire. It would um, be frightening if that became more popular than our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and very likely to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, and here's the exciting one. It, it's the five dollar donation uh, gift. Uh, not It's not a gift. It's a reward for donating five dollars per episode. That's a lot. And I don't expect that a ton of people will do that, but I would be extremely grateful. And so if you do that, then you really do become a patron of the Legendarium podcast. And as such, we will give you access to basically be a guest once a month. Mm -hmm. We'll do one episode every month where anybody who is a $5 donor can uh, call in. We'll Skype in, do a big group Skype or Google chat or whatever, however we decide to do it. Uh, you'll be muted for most of the conversation. We've got to get through the episode after all. But <laughs> at a certain point, we will open up the microphones and 
uh, and let people have their say. Let's be honest. Craig has enough trouble getting through the episode with us. <laughs> yeah, we it. don't need to add anything I've, into My it. eyes have already bled twice today just trying to get through this <laughs> intro. Uh, so, again, patreon.com slash legendarium. Uh, we've already had a couple of people pledge, and we really, really appreciate that. Thank you. It's been, it's been awesome. Uh, so we'll keep announcing that. You'll hear that. I'll make it shorter the next time that we do it so we'll, dissolve, we'll absolve you of all war crimes associated with our podcast <laughs> so, <laughs> so in short if you patronize us we won't patronize you oh nice nice uh now next um today we're going to be kind of rambling on a few different subjects but coming up we are wrapping up our brandon sanderson podcast series with the Stormlight Archives. Dun, dun, dun. I'm pretty sure that Ryan is freaking out. You look like you're freaking out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you look like you're. You just took an Ambien. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'm waiting for the. Oh no, that's Lunesta that has the butterfly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this podcast now sponsored by pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> by Big and Pharma. Zero. Uh, so I, I, we'll do six episodes on Stormlight Archives, and then uh, after that is done, we are starting the Wheel of Time. It's our most probably our most requested <sighs> ever second most requested whatever yeah uh, people want to hear it and so we're gonna do it just it's looking also, at it is exhausting it's also uh, it's a bit of a nicorette patch for us again <laughs> <laughs> by the way Sponsored. missy how many, missy how many pharmaceutical references can we get in this show missy oh, says that we wait. uh sold ourselves short we could sell guest slots on the legendarium for 2500 bucks Wow. I'm, I'm not sure that we could pull that off. Missy, if you would like to donate $2,500 to the Legendary <laughs> Podcast, you are welcome to come on. We will. We we'll will. make you a regular occurring uh, segment. Three minutes. Exactly. Three exactly. minutes with Missy. <laughs> oh, no. I know a lot of people. That would, I'm oh, wow. sorry. I should oh, not. No. Okay. Okay. All of you went someplace Let's. that I was not intending. <laughs> Missy, call me. Uh, cool. Uh, any other, Ryan, is there any other uh, housekeeping that I'm missing? Mm, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll play some games a little bit later, some quiz games and whatnot. But I do want to talk about what you guys are watching, reading, all that stuff right now. So, uh, who has seen Suicide Squad? Ooh, not, yet. not yet. None I, of us. Yeah. I tried twice. I think with the. I think with I the, have. The, oh, you have Nick. Tell us about it. Yeah, I saw it two days. Okay. Uh, so the important thing about Suicide Squad is first, you if you like this kind of movie, if you like superhero movies, you probably have will have a little bit of fun. If you like your superhero bit. movies, you can keep um, your superhero movies. Sorry. <laughs> right. Like yeah, you will not be forced to change your superhero movie doctor. Um, but it is objectively a, a terrible movie. The <laughs> script was. <laughs> It was like watching a Power Rangers episode. Um, very, very cheesy at moments. Other times they were going for like this Deadpool, we're edgy feeling. Other times it felt like they were trying to channel the Dark Knight. Um, they never really figured out what kind of movie they were trying to make in that that made for this very Percy Jackson meets Fast and Furious oh, wow. accident. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I do. I do have well, a rather... You are not making me not want to see this movie. I, 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 I now want to see it, but for totally different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a rather discouraging no, quote about, about Suicide Squad. I was very excited Hang on, let's let Nick finish. And I'm still glad I saw it. Okay, okay. Sorry, I was very excited to see it. I'm very glad I saw it. Um, there were some minutes where I really wanted to leave the theater. Um, Fair but enough. But... It's fun. I mean, you're watching a stupid movie. Go have fun with a stupid movie. Nick, was Margot Robbie worth it? That's all that matters. Yeah. 
She's good, uh, good enough she, in the what trailer. What was the end of that question? What, was she worth it? Was it worth seeing uh, this just for her? Uh, I actually had her. Really? Yeah. I, I Ken, didn't like the way she was written. I, I just want to. I just want to point to Ken so that people watching know who the resident perv uh, on the Legendarium podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 highlighted her throughout all of the commercials and trailers and stuff. I just want to know if she was worth it. And they didn't highlight her. They highlighted her well, costume. Well, that's one way to put it. Yeah, yes. the movie, the camera, the camera angle is a perpetual up her butt perspective yeah they were trying to appeal to a the lowest common denominator to, to, the, to the 14 year olds to the kens of the world um, oh, yeah. Ken, ken's not that disappointing yeah they're trying just, to appeal to disappointing. the let's i do want to take a break real quick and and uh, mention our friend mr i want to say todorov uh, oh, yeah. Who who says he's excited about the Wheel of Time and will oh, read it cool. along with us? He hasn't read it before. Okay. I haven't finished it. I've, 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 I've gotten most it. of the way through it, but I never got to the Brandon Sanderson stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited to read along too. Now, I, I do want to know how to pronounce your last name. So if you can type that in somehow, I, I don't know. Here's your discouraging uh, quote. I, get, about I think the question is does he. Uh, we got it right. It, oh, yeah? Did you got I get it right. It? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. All that time working on pronunciation of languages pays my, off. My, anything Slavic really just escapes me. It's sad. <laughs> anything Slavic or really like East Asian, yeah, it's bad. So anyway, I'm glad I got it more or less right. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, Ken, you had a, a quote. Oh, yeah. For This is for... Um, Suicide Squad. This is from the Holly, uh, from Heroic Hollywood. Suicide Squad wants desperately to be this year's Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's ultimately this year's Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Ouch. Yeah, that sucks. Um, that one's going to leave a mark um, for a I long time. One, What's up, Nick? I want to say one thing about... I want to say one thing about Margot Robbie. She and Will Smith were the best actors in the movie. I think the role sold her short a little bit, um, but that's her fault for choosing a bad role. Um, she is obviously a really uh, diverse actress, and and she was fun to watch as far as watching an actress. It was it was a terrible role though. Anyway, end of end of Suicide Squad I, rant for me. I have to say, I read your post after you after you uh, saw the movie, and you said that you would rather listen to Bernie Sanders yeah. read the Power Rangers script, <laughs> and I thought that that was the best thing I, I had ever heard. Can you imagine Bernie Sanders being there? Make my monster grow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stand by that. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, that would be amazing. It's morphin time for the uh, 1%. Nick, Nick, Jana asks, <laughs> Jana asks, did you did Will Smith redeem himself from his last superhero movie? What was his last one? Hancock? Hancock? Hancock. Um, oh, or, was wait, it, or are we considering I Am Legend as his last one? I Am Legend. There was, no, there was the, the one with, with his the kid. One, no, the After one with Earth. his son. After Earth. But that wasn't uh, really a superhero that was, movie. Uh, After Earth. That was... Yeah, unless your superpower is having a really bizarre accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, how no, how Will, was he? Will, Will Smith basically cha- he basically channeled his character from Pursuit of Happiness, which is this um that seems really weird. doting father who Yeah, I mean like his whole his character's focus was his daughter and how much he wants to be with her even though he's in prison for killing hundreds and hundreds of people for money. Um and so there was some cognitive dissonance where they tried to convince us that he's actually a good guy, but I guess misunderstood. Um, Sounds like every murderer I've ever so heard of. His, with, yeah. yeah, so with his focus on his daughter, it really, like, his interactions, his action, like, the only time he was passionate was about getting back to her. 
it really was like watching Pursuit of Happiness with more shooting, which could have improved <laughs> Pursuit of Happiness a lot. Um, you know, I really liked it. Uh, Jason Bourne in the Pursuit, the Pursuit of, of Happiness. I really think that for no, those I out there, I love Will Smith. For those out there who would really like to see a Suicide Squad movie that is pretty decent, that isn't this one, um, the film Assault on Arkham. Yes. That's basically this story, from what I gather, not having seen it. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's the film to, to watch if you want a good Suicide Squad piece. Hey, uh, speaking of DC stuff that doesn't necessarily suck, Ryan, you saw... Um, uh, killing Joke. Killing Joke. Yes. How was that? So, The Killing Joke... Um, now, let's let's give people a little background. It's it's This isn't a live-action DC release. No, it's, it's an animated piece, and it's one that people have been looking for for a while because The Killing Joke is a very large portion of Batman lore. It's a huge piece of the Batman story. It, it's what it's where we got the origin story for the Joker, the the most accepted origin story for the Joker, um, and what is it's kind of become canon. Yep. Um, and that was something people had been waiting for for a long time since the Joker became Batman's nemesis when he originally was supposed to be kind of a one-off villain. Um, and so, then he turned out to be the greatest villain of all time. Yeah. So here's what you need to know about Killing Joke. If you have read the comic book, you have seen two-thirds of this film. Um, they are very true in terms of, uh, you know, they, they can't, they didn't try and match the artwork exactly, but a lot of the they shots, couldn't. a lot of the, pretty much all of the dialogue is straight from there. So you have, you've seen that. Um, they've added a story that's very controversial to uh, the beginning of the film um, in terms of trying to give Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, a little bit more. Because one of the biggest criticisms of the comic was that her only role in it was to be shot by the Joker, and uh, there's this whole thing about women in the fr uh, fridge, freezer, something like that, that basically women are only pulled out to give your main character a reason to go and fight and to go mm -hmm. and do whatever. And that's very true in the original comic, but in this case they tried to give her more of a story and give what they ended up doing, in my opinion, is actually just making it worse. Um, watering it down a little bit. Not even watering it down. Basically, they made it so that Batman and Batgirl had a romantic relationship, a one-night stand, basically. Sweet. And Oh, yeah, that's so much better than just, you know, so Batman. So now, basically, yeah, they're trying to say that Batman is even more drawn to go to help take care of this issue with Gordon. Because, he, because, because he put he's, his P in her V. <laughs> <laughs> and now we understand why I say the activity instead of sex, because just wanna, just, <laughs> we just can't control Craig at all. I just, I just want to point really here in uh, our resident <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Craig is our resident perv. Wait, well, I say, which one of us was the perv? <laughs> Am I really stuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so, anyway, but, but, but did you enjoy it? Was it good? It's... Uh, it's worth the watch. It's not worth the purchase in my mind. Um, okay. It's worth renting or watching with someone. Um, if you really do like the comic, you will watch it and you'll go, yeah, that was the story. Um, and what, what, is the, what is it that we really wanted out of this? Mark Hamill is the Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman. And you get that. And it's cool to hear. And, and it's really, it's a payoff for a lot of us fans who have followed, uh, especially Mark Hamill and his voiceover career. It's a really nice payoff, but the film as a whole is not what I would, I would not say it's the best that DC Animated has done. I wouldn't even put it probably in the top three, maybe in five, maybe if I had haven't been sleeping well. <laughs> now, our our friend, the young Mr. Todorov, says that uh, you can skip the first 30 minutes and still get the whole story. Yeah. Is that, do you think that's accurate? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I would there say it's probably cl- a little less than thirty, but yeah, that's all. What they do is they just tell Batgirl's story and her stopping being Batgirl, and then it picks up where the Killing Joke comic yeah. goes. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Which is all—it's really interesting to me. DC kind of fumbled this one a little bit because DC typically, when it comes to animated animated features, does a much better job with those than they ever do with their live action. Uh, in fact, when I think of when I think of animated of, of the animated area of of the filmmaking for the two. DC is always head and shoulders above what Marvel does on a regular basis. Um, and it's it's kind of been disappointing to see that this one, so looked forward to, so hyped, so hoped for, kind of was not everything was cracked up to be. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Uh, I kind I still want to see it, but maybe I'll you should. borrow yeah. your copy, Ryan. You should. Yep. say I'd see it sometime, but... So, all right. Uh, let's do something else now. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek. Well, you're, you're done talking about uh, Star Trek DC's... Beyond movie issues right now no i i mean at the moment i we can definitely come back to it but i promised some fan audio and oh, yeah, yeah, i yeah, want yeah. to deliver on that so um here we go now this uh this is a gentleman by the name of sam weigel uh who sent in this note here we go hey guys this is sam weigel from minneapolis I'm loving the podcast and i just want to say you're doing some amazing work here i came across legendarium like i'm sure a lot of listeners through your lord of the rings series and uh the first time i read Tolkien, I was in third grade back in 1998. I've uh, been back to that well more than a couple of times here. And every time I came back, I found that my perspective had changed a little bit since the last time. Uh, I've taken something different away from it. Either I was happy or I was sad or I was in a different place in my life. I was interested in new things or maybe I was just older. Uh, but uh, as well as I may have thought I knew his work, there was always something there that I'd never seen before. And of course, I had friends who were fans as well, and we'd talk about our favorite parts of books or where in Middle Earth we'd want to visit the most, or later how the movies compared. Uh, but we were always really close, and we tended to view the story through a pretty similar lens. So after all these years and all these readings, I feel like listening to The Legendarium uh, was the first time I ever really get to experience the story from someone else's perspective, and that has been absolutely fascinating for me. Um, I think it goes without saying that one of the most amazing things about Tolkien's work is just the massive, massive scale of it all and uh, how you can really approach it from so many different sides uh, where some people might relate to Tolkien as a linguist, uh, some might relate to him as a naturalist or, or some as writers or, or storytellers themselves. And I think for that reason, uh, his work very specifically benefits from being viewed from another reader's perspective. Uh, and that's one of the things that I, I really loved listening uh, to you guys for was uh, all of your insights from you, from your guests, um, Craig's trivia. Ryan's attempts to say words like Laura Lindorinen. <laughs> it's been a really amazing journey here. Uh, and I, I really think that that's sort of like a gift that, that Tolkien kind of gave us and that you guys have really helped deliver, um, not just to have written an amazing story and created this amazing world, but to have created something that can be relived over and over again and have it feel new and fresh each time. Um, I feel that uh, the Lord of the Rings read-through that you guys did, and, and now the Silmarillion, at least to me, has been a really amazing kind of embodiment of, of that idea. And I really can't help but imagine that Tolkien would have loved to know his work was being shared in just such a way. So again, guys, uh, thanks so much for everything you've done. Keep up the amazing work, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Anyway, there you have it. Oh, so awesome. One of the dangers of, uh, of running that through my phone is I get those little notifications. Sorry about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. You know, I find it I, – I, I'm very grateful. Uh, Sam, I, I'm glad that you think that Tolkien would be pleased about our podcast. 
I'm not sure he's not rolling over in his grave sometimes at the podcast, <laughs> but but I appreciate that. Thank you very much for your compliments. There have been worse things done to his works. Hobbit! <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson. Oh, um, Ryan, I, I want to use that a little bit to talk about Tolkien, because that was our first 17 episodes, yep. was Tolkien. And, I mean, we've done Hobbit films since then. Mm-hmm. We've done four... Uh, Silmarillion episodes, correct? Uh, tell me a little bit about how your what what your perception of Tolkien is now. Has it changed at all? Have you enjoyed reading all that stuff or some of that stuff? My general um, I, appreciation uh, has increased. My I, but my knowledge of him being a great author hasn't changed at all. I, I I've you just know that what his work is incredible. What has changed for me is the understanding of the depth of his work. Um, that's been a big difference for me as compared to just being aware of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and knowing that there's this bigger world out there. You know, most, a lot of fantasy books have kind of this uh, extra world, the Ars Arcanum in, in, Brian, in Brandon Sanderson's works and things like that. You have all that that exists. I have yet to find anything with the depth of what Tolkien has created uh, there. And that's a lot of it through the Silmarillion. And the fact that I'm understanding when people start throwing around phrases like he's a my you know he's a myar that <laughs> helps the valar like when you watch the Stephen Colbert yeah. clips yeah Stephen Colbert uh, his the late show just put out a thing about people asking him lord of the rings questions and he just went off for about 5 minutes about why he would want to interview gandalf and where he came from and how he's uh, he's a Maya uh, named Olorin who lived in or, valinor and, and, and you and actually patron, get all that stuff and his now. patron saint weeps uh, turns uh, Nienna, yeah, Nienna she turned, she grieves for eternity. Grieves for eternity and turns it into wisdom. Weeps, grief turns it into wisdom. So uh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, you, w- speaking of depth, um, we have been reading a lot of Sanderson, and that that is that guy knows how to build a world. Oh, yeah. He knows how to put depth into it. But there's something about Tolkien's um, moral dimension that feels a little more effortless in a way. You, um, he was so stridently against allegory that uh, he very consciously did not put anything in his work that was allegorical. And so you can read it and it's uh, you can actually get just a surface level story. I feel like a lot of authors, uh, even if they try to do that, they end up kind of beating you over the head with... Uh, political ramifications. With, yeah, political or... stuff, moral stuff, um, whatever, uh, relationship stuff. And... It, that stuff is definitely in Tolkien, but somehow it feels a little more deft. I don't know if you would agree, Ryan, but... Um, I could not cite that. I th- that phrase didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, no, nobody I, asked Ryan questions for the next five minutes. I could not... I, I can't think of any examples of that that yeah. I can say that, yeah, I see that and I agree with it. But I don't disagree with the with the premise yeah, either. Yeah, I, I don't want to dive too deeply into it. But uh, um, you guys have read a little bit of Tolkien with us. I know you've read some Silmarillion, Todd. Can you oh, have it? Oh, no. Um, I, I've tried. And but, I've, I, Todd, what, has the Silmarillion changed your perspective at all? Um, I, I think the biggest thing that, that started to change my perspective um, is when I became much more aware of how uh, encompassing his language creation was for this for his world. Um, I, I think most of us are aware 
uh, even if it's even if we just exist on the on the edges of of our knowledge of Tolkien, that that part of his process was to develop the Elvish language, um, written as well as spoken. And I think when that starts, as I've as I read the Silmarillion and as I started seeing much more of that language interwoven, that's where I my appreciation for Tolkien deepened. Um, I love Sanderson. I love Sanderson's. Uh, uh, depth of of world and depth of building, but he uses our language. He uses our idioms in many cases. He uses things that are very familiar, which makes the work accessible. I appreciate that um, because it does make it a little bit more accessible. As I go back and reread things of Tolkien's, as I've uh, come away from some pieces that we've read in the Silverillion, and I go back and I read other se- other segments or other pieces, I say to myself, okay. I, I have a better feel for him now because I'm understanding all of the other uh, pieces. As you said, he spent so much time laying in all these pieces. You didn't have to guess what he was doing. He's just telling you a beautiful story about a place. Take your own lessons from it. Right. Yeah. I Now, I do want to um, ask Nick about it, but that sound that we heard earlier was him dropping off the call. So I want to see if I can get him back. I think we just did. Hey, Nick. I'm back. Hey, um, yeah. Nick, you've read a lot of Tolkien with us. Tell me about your experience with him before and after your experience with the Legendarium. Uh, well, now when I read Tolkien, I think in terms of how would this thing that I'm reading translate into a Legendarium episode. <laughs> um, so so it's gone poorly, is what you're saying. You are so kind. No, in, so, in some ways it's enriched it because... I'm, I, it, it helps me kind of categorize what I'm reading. Um, so you'll read a story and then they're like, like my brain will kind of be like making a list of, oh, these are interesting quotes. These are interesting themes. Um, so in some ways it's turned me into an English teacher. Um, I, am, ways, I am sorry about um, that. It gets me to pay attention to what I'm reading more um, or, or pay attention differently to what I'm reading. Um, and I am, when I read it, I think across the scope of the other things that I've read because I'm looking for themes or different things that we talked about or were said will come up when I read. Um, if anything, it, it, it's encouraged me to read more Tolkien um, just because I know that eventually we'll get to it. Yeah, there you go. Cool. And that's kind of the, yeah. that was the goal to begin with was to get people to read more stuff. So I don't know. What, right. what are you laughing at, Ryan? Stop laughing or tell us. To the original goal, Craig says, is to get people to read more. Oh, yeah. It's... Well. <laughs> the way that sounded was more like just accept the inevitable. <laughs> hey, read a book. The, honestly, the, hey, I have a the question. Hey, well, the original goal of the Legendarium podcast was to get Ryan to read the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. That was it. <laughs> and and we accomplished that, so maybe we don't need to continue. I don't know. Okay, Ooh. what were you going to say, Nick? Yeah, I have a question. Um so a couple weeks ago I was in a bookstore in Paris. And there was a yeah, Tolkien yeah, book that I've never heard much. of or seen. It Wait. is a story of a dog who goes on an adventure. <gasps> Rover Random. Uh, yes. And I did not buy it, but it looked really, really interesting. It's, it is really interesting. So. It's, um, it's a story that he used to tell his kids. Or not, I'm sorry. This one wasn't the story he used to tell his kids. I believe it was his grandson. Uh, who They were at the beach one day. The whole family had gone to the coast. And they were on the beach, and his grandson set a little toy dog on the beach. And the tide came up and washed it out to sea, and he lost his toy dog. And he was distraught, uh, obviously. A little kid who loses his favorite toy dog was distraught. And so Grandpa 
took him home and told him the story of Roverandum, this dog, who got washed out to sea and went to the bottom of the ocean and was transformed into a real dog. And he had all these adventures with these sea creatures. And it's the most wonderful little story. And knowing a little bit about why it came about, you know, was uh, it was pretty heartwarming. It's great. And there's there's a lot of little things like that. The other thing that somebody requested recently that we um, that we do was uh, Leaf by Niggle. This is the one story that Tolkien wrote as an allegory. Uh, one of the problems that he had with allegory really? was that you couldn't, it was really hard to write it in a one-to-one -one way. You know, this thing equals that thing. And part of the problem was if you try to do it as long as uh, Chronicles of Narnia, it's going to break down. Yep. So this one's a very short story. It's 30 pages maybe, but it's the story of this guy who is trying yeah. to paint a tree and he's really obsessed with every vein on every leaf and getting it just right. And this guy, Niggle, because that's what, you know, a, a niggler is somebody who is obsessed with details. This guy, Niggle, represents Tolkien trying to create the Silmarillion, basically, uh, and obsessing cool. over details. <laughs> and and it's it tells the story of when he died and he goes to this uh, sort of afterlife and what happens there. It's it's wonderful. And I think we'll talk about it at some point on the podcast. But um, yeah, there's a lot more to Tolkien than just the Lord of the Rings. I shouldn't say there's a lot more. There's at least a little more. Um, Maybe I should try reading some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should try reading. Ken. Maybe I should, Maybe you try, should reading. try reading. Yeah, you should. Yeah. When's the movie come out on all Ken's those? like, where's the audio book? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that'd be very interesting movie leaf by niggle coming this summer <laughs> <laughs> the biggest blockbuster you've never anticipated well, that you wanted to watch right? paint dry now hey, watch paint on a tree you guys right. you guys want uh, another listener note oh sure. yeah this is from jamie Wu, uh and i'll let jamie woo take it away it, it's this the audio on this is a little tougher to hear so listen close Congratulations on 100 amazing episodes of the Legendarium Podcast. I'm a huge fan of your work, especially the Sanderson and Tolkien book discussions and movie reviews. I don't have a lot of friends to talk about fantasy books with, so it's always fun to hear other people talking about it, even if I'm just listening. You guys always seem to make each episode fun when you're talking about the books and the films. There's always some interesting thoughts and perspective in your discussions, not to mention great theories too, like the possibility of a fourth metallic art in Mistborn. It's always fun to speculate. Here's another 100 episodes from you guys and looking forward to your discussions on the Stormlight Archive. There you go. Yeah, somebody's looking forward to the Stormlight. Yeah. And uh, and to another 100 episodes. It sounds know. like this is now a moral imperative. We have to stay together. <laughs> we. Oh, the other thing we have to do is get a uh, health care plan for Craig so that he can get the support he needs to uh, visit the psychiatrist as much as possible. Well, there is the that. one nice thing. Or is we, just get him, we just get him a prescription for Zoloft. I think he'll be a lot better on Zoloft. He so. hasn't he hasn't hated us all so much yet, so we're doing something right. Uh, if that if the implication was not clear, <laughs> then I have failed today, Ken. <laughs> failed. I, I, I want to take a step down memory lane really quick. When he mentioned the fourth medal in, in the Mistborn books and that when... Which apparently we're wrong about, yeah, but whatever. But it was exciting at the time where we, all of us just kind of, oh my gosh, it blew our minds. There's got to be a fourth category out there. <laughs> I wish there were a fourth category. Um, now, when we started with the two of you, yes. Todd and Ken, so Ryan and I had already done 
the Lord of the Rings, and we brought Actually, you in for a Star Wars episode. We talked about Star Wars uh, on May the 4th, 2014. Man, yeah, it was, I think it was going to be one of my trivia questions. When was the first meeting of us as the brain trust? <laughs> oh, uh, I'll just cross that question there off. There you go. That's nice fine. Answer. Thanks, I just, Greg. I just win. I win all the, all the points. <laughs> it was 18 months before... Anyway, but I, but I want to ask you about this because uh, because <laughs> Jamie did mention uh, that he enjoyed our, our Brandon Sanderson stuff, and I've quite enjoyed it as well. Um, what about you guys? You guys hadn't even, as far as I know, heard of Brandon Sanderson nope. before you came on board with the Legendarium podcast. I, nope. had, I had heard of the Mistborn trilogy. I'd never read it. I, I High fantasy or epic fantasy wasn't something that I was really in because, I mean, they're, they're big, thick, unwieldy books, and... It took me a few chapters to get into to Mistborn, but once I was in, oh man, I was in. And Sanderson is like a genius now. This is this is my level one, dude. He's so cool. <laughs> but no, really, honestly, uh, following Brandon Sanderson, and then when we've done David Eddings and we've done all of the other books that, that we've talked about, the heroes of science fiction, it, it really has enlightened me in terms of of fantasy and what fantasy and science fiction can accomplish with yeah. w- with just giving us an idea of, of how we should be that sort it's, of thing. It's really cool I think when somebody can take uh, the idea of fantasy and not break all of the rules but break the right ones yeah. and really turn it on its head and make you think about it in a different way. Uh, what about you Todd? How's Sanderson been for you? I mean I know you hate him whatever. <laughs> I worship at the altar of Brandon Sanderson. No, um, I scoot over. There's room for both of us. I kind of almost do. He's the the thing that I've loved about about reading Brandon Sanderson is that he he doesn't shy away from change. A lot of authors they they write themselves into a spot and they stay there. Um, Robert Ludlum with his with his intrigue books. John, uh, Tom Clancy with his oh that's right intrigue books. Um, there are a lot of authors that that pick a spot and they stay there forever. Um, Brandon Sanderson has has shown himself to be quite adept he writes um he writes youth fiction he writes some things that are fairly contemporary as far as uh placement <coughs> time to, uh time and place but he's also been comfortable writing the fantasy series of of mistborn and creating a world but the he was also very comfortable moving that forward 300 years in time what changes and 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 tackling those kinds of changes that technology brings technology changes all of our lives um, and, and it does so sometimes in subtle ways when it's happening, but profound ways when we look back on it. And I've really enjoyed Brandon Sanderson's willingness to do the same thing with his, with some of the work that he's done. I, I, I recognize that is, that is, that everything is, in, is contained within the Cosmere for the most part. Right. Um, and so he's not going that far afield from what he's created. But he's allowing it to live and to grow and to explore new ideas, new themes, new questions that a lot of times authors will write it off once. They'll keep it in that space and they walk away from it. Ryan, do you have any Sanderson, general Sanderson thoughts or do you want to leave that for a moment? Um, nothing that we haven't already said. It's, he's a fantastic author and we're about to explore his best work. Oh, gosh. I am... Yeah. And that's interesting because you seemed to really, really love Warbreaker. I do. I do love Warbreaker, but it would probably sit third in my in my listings. After the original Mistborn trilogy? Yeah, if we can do them as, as full setups, I would say Stormlight, Mistborn, Warbreaker. All right. All right. If it has to be broken down into books, I would go Words of Radiance, Way of Kings, the original Mistborn, Warbreaker. Now, I, I oh. do want to... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Jana says she loves Warbreaker. Oh, she yeah. loves. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of ease. Um, so do we. You know, this is, how we, this is how we get fans. You make fun of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Well, that's how you keep us around. (laughs) Or or you're related to them. (laughs) Um, That's true. What's what's uh, that effect called? Uh, the Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. We yeah, should recall ourselves the Stockholm Ooh, Syndrome I, podcast. I, I That's why we're big in Sweden. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Stockholm. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say this because when we talk about Sanderson, this often comes to mind, but I don't usually say it on our, our other podcasts. I haven't mentioned it. Um, the point of how we read books. There are a lot of places. You can go to 17thshard.com. Uh, you can listen to any number of other uh, podcasts or watch YouTube videos, and people get crazy deep into uh, the the minutia of what Sanderson's worlds hold, or Tolkien's for that matter. And I I recognize that that is valuable. I have an entire shelf behind me right here that's I'm, full I'm of nothing nothing but Tolkien books. Um, I know a lot about the minutia, but the way that we're reading books here on the legendarium is a little bit different it's not that we don't care about that stuff it's that uh we want to find the things that are more generally valuable the things that can uh that can help you read other books better the things that can help you live your life better think better uh, things like that anyway does that uh, ryan you've you've been here since the beginning has oh keep going did we lose our feed we lost our sound oh we lost our sound oh shoot um, anyway. They're staring at us, staring at each other. But on the bright side, Craig was talking. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, we only well cut it because played, Craig was Ken. talking. Well, that's true. You can blame my grandmother for the loss of audio. She called me in the middle and said, oh, really? cut, the, cut the audio feed. <laughs> <laughs> Old people in technology. Oh, careful, careful. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> Um, uh, on the bright side, she'll never hear that. So I'll, I'll throw it at you, Ken. <laughs> Sir. Um, I'll throw it at you. Uh, that's what I see as what the Legendarium podcast does, why and how we read books. Um, what about you? Well, I think... Oh, somebody's crying. The nice thing is we've... I, I think we've put together a nice... Speaking of us specifically, we put together a nice and diverse... Uh, look at the different fantasy books we've we've read. I mean, you three are way smarter than I am in terms of reading. Well, that's true. In terms of reading, you know, the fantasy <laughs> books, it, it's just it's just true. It is just a fact. Okay, <laughs> I Todd reads these, and he comes in here with these big dissertations about this depth of everything we've read. I come in here, and I'm like, well, the fighting was good. You gave us our greatest, one of our greatest taglines, though. You, you've given us two taglines. I actually had this as a quiz question. Was the oh, two, yeah, no, the, just ask the question. What are the two biggest, uh, best Ken lines we've had in the podcast series? Let's, let's, let's get, get to, to the, the punching. Punch let's get to the, the punching. Punch yeah. uh, um, I don't know. I can't remember the other one. Show us your polls. <laughs> Send pictures of where you hang out. Where, where you <laughs> hold your pole? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was a valid question. It was a or valid, valid comment. Uh, that's oh that was disgusting. Let's get to the punching. Let's focus on the punching. But you no, know, I, I. But my point is that that we come at it from different angles, and I think it really contributes something. I agree. I to the there analysis were, of fantasy. There were times way back when we were reading that original. Um, that original Mistborn trilogy when we'd be listening to it in the car because I always listen to the episodes to see how they went, you know, and so I'm listening to it in the car with my wife and she's like, geez, it seems like you really hate Ken. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I say, no, I don't. I don't. I, you know, we 
but we look at books really differently. And so sometimes, you know, me and Ken were just like, no, that's not how you read a book. And Ken's like, whatever, that's how I want to read the book. And I actually find that really, really valuable because I think Ryan and Todd and I, we don't, it's definitely not the same, but I think we have at least something of a similar take often on, on how books feel and work and all that stuff. And Ken, you're just so different from the three of us. I I just like the technical aspects of the books. I love, as I read, I love seeing how Brandon Sanderson, for example, how he builds a world, how he builds a magic system, how things come together and, and the very technical way that things are built out. I don't, I have a hard time finding the higher meaning in things, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good. Missy and just asked us a good question. Sorry to interrupt. And no. I wanted to throw it in here. She asked, what is the best fantasy book if you could only pick one for a new reader who's never read fantasy? Oh, jeez. Oh, a new reader to the genre. What age? Well, the, I, I won't wait for her to answer that. But they say the golden age of science fiction is 16. I'll bet um, And so I wonder if fantasy might be around the same. So let's let's assume they're between 16 and, and 20. Um, so somewhere in there. I might recommend... The Elf Stones of Shannara. Okay. I think it's a yeah. great book. You don't need to have read the first massive uh, Tolkien ripoff, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It it plays to a lot of the, the strengths and the tropes of the genre, so you get a good idea of what fantasy in general feels like, uh, but it, it has a high-paced... Uh, fast-paced plot, interesting characters, all that stuff. For heaven's sake, don't watch the TV show that it, that's oh, based on it. No, but the book I think is excellent. Unless you want a good Excuse laugh, me. but make sure you read, watch <laughs> it concurrently with reading Craig's <laughs> running analysis. What do you say, Ryan? Um, I'm actually going to say for a first-time reader, any age past 12, 10, 12, um, I'm going to give him Mistborn. Okay. I really am going to give him Mistborn because. It's it's such a full and complete world, and uh, it's a great adventure from and a not a it's not a hard read, um, but I would definitely say Mistborn. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a Sanderson honk, I know, but I I really I gave my son well Jake the intern who's 16 now, but I gave him Mistborn when he was almost 15. He <laughs> devoured that thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> oh dear. Todd. Um, I would say Piers Anthony's Blue Adept series. What the hell are you talking about? I know, I know. It's not one that we've approached on this okay. on, on any I read stuff. Actually, I, I if I haven't Piers heard Anthony. of it, it doesn't his, count. His Blue Adept series is really good. His Xanth series got me into fantasy when I was a teenager. Xanth is Xanth is fun. The thing that I liked about Piers Anthony is that for, so for me, uh, I started reading fantasy at about at about fifteen, sixteen years old, um, and all of my friends were reading. Shana- they were reading Shannara. Um, I had already read some Tolkien, so I was I was there. But they were all saying, "Oh, you got to read, you got to read Sword of Shannara, you got to read Sword of Shannara, you got to read Sword of Shannara." And it was so intimidating to me to look at that huge book at the time, um, and with all the other things going on in my world, I just couldn't do it. But then one of my friends handed me Piers Anthony's Blue Adept, and I was sold, right. and I loved it. I I accept. All right. Uh, so trying not to do that's what she said with Natasha. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if you're not watching the Facebook feed, don't just don't even worry just, about just it. Just ignore that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, cool. Should we move on? We're we're 47 minutes in. We've got a few minutes left. You guys want to play a little little game? If we if we lose the feed, I'm sorry. Battery's running low on the camera. So. Oh, okay. okay well, uh, we'll go as quick as we can. I guess. Let's, yeah, let's do some let's do some questions for you. Um, we've already got through a couple. All right. Um, yeah. So Thanks, Craig. Trivia questions. What do you guys got, Ryan? Fire away. <laughs> all right. I got a couple of. I got a complete one here. What is the title of, what is the complete title of uh, 
Sir Mandar Allen, the one oh. that he has to fix. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> Sir, the Sir Mandar Allen, the bastard of Volmen, Volmember, or Volmember, depending on how you Volmembre. pronounce it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I love Mandar All right, Ken, you're up. I thought about that one. It was great for Todd. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, This was uh, kind of a nostalgia memory lane. When back during our Heroes of Sci-Fi series, we had a contest to see who could say, um, the least during a single (laughs) podcast. Craig lost. What was his punishment? He was supposed to review Fifty Fifty Shades Shades of Grey. Grey. (laughs) And bonus, what book were we discussing? Oh, uh... I just remember not discussing it much because I wasn't going to Fifty Shades. Star- <laughs> Starship Troopers? It was iRobot. It was iRobot. Oh, wow. That's right. That's it was right. during the beginning of our Heroes of Sci-Fi. Um, I, I will say the movie wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> I refuse to read the book. I will not read the book. I did see the movie. It was bad. That's like but, saying but the I doctor was... with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, again, Facebook feed comment. Yeah. Ryan, who is your favorite character from the Stormlight Archive, and, and why, why is, is it Lopen? Lopen? <laughs> uh, now, no spoilers. I don't know who that is yet. I don't want any spoilers. Oh, Gancho. I freaking love Lopen. Um, no, but I'm I'm pretty traditionalist in the fact that uh, Kaladin's my favorite character. So, But yeah, why, and why is it Lopen? He, he definitely is... High on the I list. need to stick you to something. <laughs> don't, I don't want to know anything about this person. He hasn't come up yet. So, uh, oh hey, we still have Nick. Oh, Nick's, Nick's here. We still have Nick. Nick, uh, hey buddy, I oh, thought we lost you off listening. the feed. I, I, oh no worries, and I uh, don't have any trivia for y'all. So that's uh, okay. You yeah, can you can jump in. Uh, Todd, what's your trivia? Okay, mine is a little bit of nostalgia as well. Uh, a while back, we did a we did a first D and D adventure for most of you in One this room. One of my favorite episodes we ever did. <sighs> so what was fun. the name of the Goblin King that we faced? In <gasps> I that? think about him all the time. Don't say it. I don't say it. Um, I actually think about him. David David Bowie. David <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct oh, answer. His name, was, his name was Gareth. No, it Gareth. was Clark. It was Clark. Clark. <laughs> Nick, you remind I, me I, of I'm the glad babe. you said that because one of my other cr- trivia questions is what was the last question I asked the goblin before he died? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Oh, I, don't I know, remember I know. Either. It was, uh, do you want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, straight from the uh, good old Tim Burton Batman. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Um, all right, so I've got uh, – I'll, I'll do two for you. One, because the first one is really easy, and I think you guys are going to get it quickly. What docking bay – Ryan can already answer it. I, 94. All right. I was going to say – first. <laughs> can we all? That, yeah, was, that was where I went. Yeah, mine are not nostalgia-based. Mine are nerd-based. Well, so. That was my only nostalgia-based. <laughs> Megan, Megan, right. Megan asked us a question, oh, okay. and we're, real, like, we're 1% battery. Okay. She asked, uh, if we could cosplay any character in the Belgariad series, who would we be and we can't all be Silk? Belgarian. Uh, 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 Belgarath, I mean. Sorry. Mander Allen. <laughs> yeah. Polgara. What? Yeah. yeah. We already dis- we discussed this at I the end totally of the Enchanter's Endgame. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm actually going to, since none of you took him, I'm going to take Silk because I like Silk a lot. That'd be good. I always thought that you would be a little Doran. Uh, yes, that yeah. would make sense for me. Would this plug into it? Um, it might. Okay. Housekeeping. Woo. Stand if, by. If we lose the feed, everyone, we're sorry. We'll get back to you as soon it, as we can. I think it just quit. We'll yeah, that was second delay. That was my first. My first thought was I. I like Belgarath a lot. That's who I would want to be. He's old. He's crusty. He can turn into a wolf. I'm in. Mm. I'm in. I believe that. There's there's something behind it, but you're not going to get all the way up there. Um, that's not long enough. Hang on, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to pause this. 
No, so it's, much behind, it's right behind. Right there. Hang on. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Everything's back up and running now. Sorry, everybody uh, who was watching on the live feed. So let's. Um, you gave oh, us the I, easy I trivia. Do, I, yeah, I did the easy trivia. Here's the tough one from me. Um, list at least five Zelda console titles, no handhelds, in chronological order. <laughs> in chron. Yeah. Yes. A link to the past. Okay, so we've got a link to the past. There's one. Do they have to be in direct order or just... No, just... I just... One uh, can't come Which chronology? When they were released or when... (laughs) When when they were released, yes. By by order of release. Okay, Ocarina of Time. Uh, Majora's Mask. Yes. Skyward Sword. Well, yes. And Twilight Princess. There, well, Twilight Princess came before Skyward Sword. The fact, the fact that I can name five is that was an really good. That was I'm really impressed. good. I'm All impressed. Right. I, I, my hands were in the air on that one. I have, I, as you know, that is one area where I struggle keeping Zelda. pace. Is well in video games in general. I, yeah. I'm pretty good on a few, but I just don't have that kind of time. Yeah. I, <laughs> here's your two uh, Zelda trivia questions based okay. on the two video games, the two Zelda games I've actually played. Okay. Uh, how many Skeletalas are in the Ocarina of Time? 200. No. 100. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. And uh, your bonus... Everyone <laughs> just saw me clothesline myself with <laughs> my headphones. <laughs> and your bonus, how many are in Majora's Mask? 100. 60. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's the only one I, I I've know. never I, I've never done the 100% on uh, Majora's Mask. I right. never quite got there. I think I anyway. bailed out of the game before I ever did it too, but those are one of those things that I kind of do in... In games, mm-hmm. it's like oh, I got to get all of this yeah. whatever yeah. I, um, ac- achievement, you know. I I played when I originally played um, Shadow of Mordor. I got a hundred percent. I uh, achieved everything in the entire game, and it took a long time. And then I just did a speed run, Ryan, and I finished it this morning. Mm-hmm. And the the game is still. I, I it took me fourteen hours to speed run it. And I wow. mean I could it's probably I could probably shave two or three hours off that. I made some poor choices towards the beginning, <laughs> but uh, like playing it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's nice. I'll tell you one thing about having a kid is that uh, like when you have a little baby, it, it's that uh, you have a lot of time to just sit as they're sleeping and all you have to do is watch them and make sure that they're surviving. Uh, you know. Okay, anyway, so, so I, have I have some vi- time. I have to do a video that. link for you for that later, yeah. but we'll not share it on the link. On All the right. Podcast. Any other uh, trivia questions? I have one. Okay. And this again goes back to an earlier episode um, of our of our podcast. Uh, which movies had we hoped would be really good in 2015 that turned out to be miserable dogs? Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. There were three that I could remember that I was thinking uh, of specific. The Force Awakens. No, no, oh, no oh. that turned out to be dogs. I'm right? kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, I, I just remember thinking I was, very, <laughs> I was very encouraged. I was optimistic for Fantastic Four, and man, that was just a stinker. Fantastic Four. I Batman versus Superman? Oh No, that was this year. That was this year. Uh, Age of Sun. Ultron? Oh, the Seventh oh. Sun and Jupiter Ascending? Seventh Sun and Jupiter Ascending. Because uh, yeah, those came out right. the same those weekend. Those were the three we were like, oh, this could be so cool. And well, then we all came in. Eh, I think Jupiter Ascending, it was like, oh, that's a good looking trailer. That's It seems interesting. But then when you have a February release, you know, yeah. there, chances are, unless your name is... Uh, Nicholas Sparks. No, no, no. I was going to say, uh, oh, what's the stupid superhero that just came out this year in February and broke all the records? Deadpool. Deadpool. Unless your name is Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna do very well. In I February. did go back and read The Seventh Son after that movie came out and was such a stinker, and the book was pretty good. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you read the Orson Scott Card Seventh Son or the one that the 
movie. No, the was one the movie based was based on. on. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's a question. I'll throw this out to the to some of you who are watching as well. Um, what is the one book series, or what is the book series that we haven't done yet that you're kind of surprised we haven't touched yet? Because I have one that I'm a little surprised we haven't done yet. Yeah. 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 That we. Dang it! I was going to say this game. Yeah. So you're you're saying you're surprised we haven't read it yet for the podcast? We haven't done it on the podcast. Yet. <clears throat> I know we've talked about it a lot yeah. uh, about doing it, but the thing is, like, as much time as I have to play video games and stuff, like, that's not all true of all four of us. And you know, it's it's hard. It, we can't read a book a week, right? Right. Yeah. And so we can't uh, we can't get through as much as I know that our fans would like us to and I would like us to but such is life however if that Patreon turns out real well that's true if you pay us to read we will read (laughs) absolutely believe me Uh, Nick what were you going to say we're not expensive (laughs) Uh, I was going to say when we inevitably do a news game I don't think we should try to do all of the books in that little universe I think Ender's Game is sufficient Ender's Game and Ender's Um, Shadow sorry yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that would be Shadow, a combination. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. other the other books in the Ender yeah. series, well, they sucked. They sucked bad. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They, there was there was little enough level one material to engage people to want to get to the level two three stuff. There was a yeah. lot of level two level three stuff. It's yeah. My it's actually the one that side of the series. Um, I've only read Ender's Game. I've never read any of the other ones. So and my wife actually has gone through and read all of the series. And it's one of the few ones that she actually has over me there. But she said that the the it was just so grandiose. The rest of the Ender story was so grandiose and so big. Um, and so politically motivated that it wasn't yes. quite as in, in interesting as Ender's Shadow, which it's, is probably, she says, might be her favorite. It's very level two, level three. Ender's Shadow is amazing. Um, all right. We're we're coming up on the end. Does anybody else have any burning trivia that they want to get through? <laughs> burning trivia? I like, okay. You have to be, you're on, a, you're on a desert island for the rest of your life. This isn't you trivia. This, this isn't is, trivia. This is I like know. This is, this, is, this, is a, this is a would you rather, but it's, okay. but it's worth it. It's worth it. Four quick questions. You're, you're, four? Four quick questions. Good. Cap or Batman? Uh, Cap. Batman. Batman. Thor or Superman? Superman. Superman. Thor. Um, oh, only three quick questions. Tolkien or Sandron? Tolkien. Sanderson. <laughs> Ryan's trying to, okay, who do I want to be friends with after this podcast? Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's exactly the, the thought going through my head. Let's see. Nick? Did you say uh, t- In terms of uh, question, uh, de- answering Tolkien or Sanderson? Desert Tolkien Island. or Sanderson? Oh, Desert Island? Uh, well... Faster than that. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm looking just for novels, I'm reading Sanderson. I'm going to go Sanderson as well. Not because it's the better material, but it's the more enjoyable. If I was going to just sit there slowly waiting to die, I'd rather be reading that than waiting for the hobbits to get out of the Shire. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I was. <laughs> All right. And Tom Bombadil. <laughs> hey, screw you guys. <laughs> All right, let's end. We're, we are at an hour. So uh, thank you, everybody who is listening in and and especially thank you for those who tuned into the live feed or live feeds since it cut out in the middle so if you are looking for this later there are two different live feeds uh that you can tune into they'll they'll both cut it together we'll cut it together yeah so anyway uh thank you to everybody who has supported us so far for 100 episodes we really really appreciate it even if all you've done is listen uh that is enough however if you do want to do more the cheapest and easiest thing you can do is to interact. Uh, hop on Facebook, send us messages. We're very responsive. We love getting emails from everybody. If you go to our contact page at thelegendariumpodcast.com, and if you really want to go the ex- extra mile, if you really appreciate the Legendarium Podcast, 
and want to see it continue, uh, then go to patreon.com slash legendarium and donate to the podcast there. I can't tell you how much it would mean to us to reach our goal of earning $100 per episode that we do. It's a, I feel like it's a fairly modest goal. And if people just go in and give $1, I know we have uh, far more than enough listeners to achieve that. So just a few of you need to hop in, put in $1 per episode. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Uh, you you should do it. If we can even just get the group of Swedish prisoners who are forced to listen to us to donate, we'll, <laughs> we'll cover that. I, I would take and it. And we'll, we'll make sure that we'll send you a care package. <laughs> It'll be American chocolate. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Autograph pictures of Todd in a, in a bikini. <laughs> All right, guys. For your prison wall. I, I'm going to shut off the recording and uh, we'll keep the Facebook video going for just a few more minutes. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good one, and we will see you for Stormlight Archive. Bye.